Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. I know that today just happens to be your turn behind the pulpit. That's right. But if you wouldn't mind yeah. to just give me a moment okay. to address the congregation real quick. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, before you take your seats, if you could please uh, hold your drinks in the air and take one sip for the miracle that was bestowed upon me today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so kindly. You you may be yeah. seated now. <clears throat> today, today something happened. And uh and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to admit that uh I'm a sinner, brothers and sisters. I am a sinner. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh reach on. See a little a little backstory on soberless thoughts is uh we like to spotlight a drink every week it's something new and it's something special mm -hmm. 
And uh, it, it was a while ago that we decided that we was going to drink the drink that we're going to drink tonight. And uh, that drink just happened to be sitting in the refrigerator in my garage for quite a while. And every day I would go into that garage and I would open that refrigerator door and that drink would be staring back at me. It wouldn't just be staring back at me. No, it would be foaming. Brothers and sisters, it would be screaming. And it would be looking at me with demons in its eyes. And it would be saying, drink me, drink me. And I, I succumbed to them temptations. I did. I hate to admit it, but I succumbed to them temptations. And let me tell you something else, brothers and sisters. When that last drop touched the tip of my tongue, I had regret. I did. I dropped down to my shaking knees. I lifted my trembling hands in the air and I said, Lord, forgive me. I repent for drinking this drink on a yep. day that I was not supposed to drink this drink. Mm-mm. And you know what happened Preach then? On. You know what happened what? then? What happened then? The Lord spoke to me. <clears throat> oh, yeah. He did. I heard him in my inside of my head. He spoke to me. And he said, you need to get out of this house. And you need to get out of the demon area in the garage. And you need to set forth upon the land. And you need to, you need to save yourself from the sins that you have committed. You need to redeem yourself, is what he said. Well, I didn't have much energy, and the sweat and the tears that were coming down in my eyes, they blinded me. But somehow I found myself inside of my Jeep Renegade, and I seen the ignition switch, and the Lord took over the pointer finger on my right hand, and it pressed down on that ignition switch, and off I went. The Lord pressed down on my knee, and the tips of my toes, where they pressed down on that accelerator. Seven minutes later, Alex. Yeah. I found myself in front of a in front of a store in a parking lot. I looked up to the heavens and I said, Thank you, Jesus. And I looked down from the heavens and I saw a glowing sign that said liquor. Oh. But I was only halfway there. Yeah. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. When you start climbing a set of steps, do you only go halfway up them steps and then nope. turn around and go back down? You do not. No, you do not. You climb all the way to the top of those steps. Top of the mountain. So I got out of that Jeep Renegade, and I started walking towards the front of that store. And then something happened. There was two sliding glass doors in the front of that store, and they automatically opened. And I felt... The breath of Jesus, the cold, sweet breath of Jesus <laughs> upon my face. And I entered that store. And then I saw an angelic man with a brown face and a foreign accent. And he looked me dead in the eye. And you know what he said? What did he say? He said, hello, friend. 
what can I help you find today? And I relayed to him exactly what I had what I had done earlier in that day. I relayed to him, I confessed to him the sins that I had laid upon myself. And he listened with an open heart and a smile on his face. And he came over to me and he interlocked his long skinny brown fingers into my fat pudgy white fingers. And he took my hand and he guided me down aisle three and all the way down to the back of that aisle. And he said, this, sir, is what you're looking for. And I looked down and below those halogen lights, there gleamed and glistened is exactly what we're drinking tonight. Ron Geist Oktoberfest. Tell us about it, Alex. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was not ready for all of that. Um, <sighs> uh, more ways than one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan Geist Oktoberfest. Basically... Uh, you have to make a pilgrimage every time you want to drink it. It, it kind of gets exhausting, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a Marzine, <laughs> which is the Oktoberfest beer. Uh, it is uh, 5.4% alcohol. It's uh, 20 on the IBU scale. Um, if you want to know more about it, it's got hops of Magnum and Hallertow. Malts are Paul, <laughs> excuse me, pale Pale L, Munich, Vienna, and Karna Munich. Um, I like these beers. I like the Marzen, like the Oktoberfest. They definitely have a maltiness to it. Um, can I can I confess? <laughs> since you've already confessed. Oh yeah, go ahead. I also was tempted by the darkness. <laughs> Sitting in my fridge for so long, just every day, seems like it had more beads of sweat than the, the day before, staring at me like, I'll help you sleep at night. And yeah. I go, ah, damn it, yes, you will. Yes, and, uh, you will. <laughs> and I also drank that last beer uh, and <laughs> went out today to find some sort of... Uh, Oracle, <laughs> some some sort of messenger to lead me to the promised land, and I did not find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to two or three places, like the biggest liquor stores in town. Like, all right, they got it. Nope. <laughs> Damn. It's right. It's your. See, I was worried about that being up in Cincinnati. Um, but ironically enough, I found another Cincinnati beer, Braxton Oktoberfest. So I had to settle. All right. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, I, <laughs> I was going to say I, I couldn't be Catholic. I had to go Protestant. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's taste our Oktoberfest. Let's find out yep. what we got here. I'm your boogeyman. That's what I am. I'm here to do whatever I can. Be it early morning, late afternoon, or at midnight. It's never too soon. 
Just as good as I remember. Yep. Actually, funny thing is, so like, <clears throat> I I crushed those pretty quick. Oh, but yeah. I remember those being really tasty. Like the Braxton one I got, it's very malty. Like, like it kind of makes your mouth water. Like, no, I don't get that with this at all. <clears throat> yeah, this is very uh, Oktoberfest delish. Yeah, I was I was thinking that one had a little bit like drink a like this is like don't get me wrong this is a good Oktoberfest beer but it's it's hefty that one had a little bit of a lightness to it that you could like if you feel let me put it this way if you felt a tanker up like a giant like glass of beer by a tanker not a tanker truck I realized after I said that that it holds like three beers of this and that. You could probably drink two of those tankers in there and be and feel amazing. This after one, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna throw up!" <laughs> it's so <laughs> full in my stomach. Yeah, so it's a filling. Yeah, what's the alcohol on that? On the Braxton? Yeah, uh, it is uh, six six percent. Yeah, this is five point four. Yep. So I got I got point six on you. Oh, yeah, you do, but I have a miracle <laughs> in my belt. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that was very well scripted. <laughs> my favorite part was like when he took my pudgy hands <laughs> and wrapped them and walked me down. Like I had the, the best picture of some dude holding your hand, you all like like him leading you to the, the promised land like this way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write any of that down, actually. I know I could tell it was coming off, but it was coming off smooth. Like you were in the zone. Yeah. I need to start preaching again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. They kicked me out the first time, but hey, yeah. second time. Second time is right. a charm. Actually, third time. Third time is a charm. Second That's time, right. there was that issue with the bake sale, but whatever. We won't talk about it. <laughs> Man. We're married into a family where they where our cousin now is a is he's not is that te- not technically a preacher is it is a is a preacher pastor pastor is that what I like to call them all preachers because it just yeah. sounds to me I, I do it because one it sounds more country so I just like to call everybody preacher yeah uh, but yeah I think he's more of a pastor I think preacher I think it's just universal. You go back and forth, but I mean, I've had a preacher in my family this whole time, so now I got one on either side. I want to uh, call him Father. Can I? Would it be <laughs> weird to call him Father? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. That's a that's a slippery slope, I guess. Uh, I mean, he's not Catholic, so yeah, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like so the church i used to go to they the preacher there would call everybody brother and sister yes and he even went by brother whatever his name was that's kind of like my aunts she she's a pentecostal and they call everybody sister and brother yeah this was a baptist church yeah they did that but and that's where that's where i used to preach at so as you know at, while I was given my confessional, uh, I so refer. You for, I, wait, so you for real preached? No. <laughs> okay. 
I did get up. I did get up and say things in front of the yeah. congregation a few times. Yeah, it was. I was gonna say. I was like, I I never heard of you going to what uh whatever the school like is that you gotta go to be school seminary school. Yeah. I was like, I in all these adventures you told me about, not once have you mentioned mentioned seminary school. Where you're like, yeah, ah, yeah. I did sure. study religion though when I was in high school. Now that would be cool. But uh, it was like it wasn't just catholicism or whatever it like it was literally all kinds of different religions throughout the world yeah like world religions yeah and you know i gotta say wild. everybody that i know not everybody that's not true but a lot of people that i know that i got all right let me put it this way people that i know that have been to seminary school that aren't preachers are usually uh pretty big fuck-ups uh, <laughs> I don't know why it might just be my friend group. I'm not saying if you went to seminary school and you didn't go down that route, you realize that wasn't your true calling. I get it. You might not be a fuck up, but the couple like I'd like one buddy of mine, he went and I keep for always forgot. Like he like, you know, like we're, we work together at restaurants and he was like a, like real big pothead. They, you know, drank all the time. Um, you know, they, they wild out. Let me put it that way. Um, and then I had another buddy, man. I mean, he went like, and that's not even that bad. That's like college angst. Like, you know, like he went seminary, got out. That's not what he wanted to do. Change course. But I had another buddy that he went seminary school, got out. He then went, yeah, I think he was like on the path to preach. And then he, like he had like a wife or a fiance and they either broke up for whatever reason. And he kind of like just went hiking down the Appalachian trail by himself, which FYI people do that shit and take months to do. And it told, he told me it took him like two or three weeks to walk the Appalachian trail. What? And he goes, when I got done my, like he goes, yeah, my, my face was like sunken in from like dehydration and like not eating everything. Cause you can only eat what you carry. Right. And then you'd stop at towns along the way and eat as much as you could then. I'm like, one, that's insane. He goes, yeah, I was just working some stuff out. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Uh, I would have never thought, like, if a chick broke up with me, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk for three weeks, Forrest Gump. I'm gonna... Yeah, <laughs> like, no way, man. Like, but then even after that, he did comedy with me. And then he joined a freak show. And that was the last I ever saw of him. He was like playing funny guitar songs while sticking his tongue in mouse traps. Oh my god! <laughs> like, like legit freak show. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I remember I know one of his cousins is. I was like, "Have you seen him?" He's like, I don't know, man. He he just disappears for years at time. Then all of a sudden, he'll come out of the abyss, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" Like he never left. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> something will grab him, and he just. We'll be floating in the universe for a while. Yeah. So. What a great man. Just, I know. I was just, and like, there's a couple others. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, ah, you know, this, that, not preaching. Next time you find that guy, next time he enters into the abyss, <laughs> we need to get him yeah. on a podcast. I could, I could shoot a, I could shoot my shot and go. I, uh, I guarantee he's got <laughs> some excellent stories. Uh yeah, he actually all right, he has a song that I swear that gets stuck in my head like no other. It's called Evening Slop. 
And it's about eating a girl out, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. So tonight, tonight. we are talking about how to survive the boogeyman. Boogeyman. The boogeyman. Yes. Boogie, 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 boogie. All right. The boogeyman. Now, when you hear boogeyman, what do you think of? I think of... uh, so there's a couple of things that I think of when I hear Boogeyman. Uh, one of which is I think of Boogie Woogie from uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Another one I think of is uh, John Wick now because he's the Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I think of like just like the fucking monster under the bed type of shit. Yeah, like like the the thing that's creeping around in the shadows that I can't see when I'm a kid at night. Yeah, like for example, I remember at night there was one night I don't know I was probably like six or seven years old, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I looked over, and it looked like a man standing in the middle of my room just staring at me. Yeah. And I was flipping the fuck out. And I'm just like laying there, like <laughs> basically frozen in a state of shock. I can't move. I'm just staring back at this guy who's staring down at me in the bottom. My, I'm in the bottom bunk, the my, me and my brother's bunk beds. Yeah. I'm just staring like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. For hours, for hours staring at this thing as it stared at me. And then the sun finally started to come up. And light came into my room a little bit. And it was apparently my mom had thrown a hoodie up on top of the back of the vacuum cleaner that was on the other end of the room. So it was just a hoodie laid across the vacuum cleaner on the other end of the room. Yeah. (laughs) So you think. Yeah. And I like didn't sleep for an entire night because of the fucking hoodie <laughs> on the back. But when I think of the boogeyman, that's the type of shit I think of. Yeah. That's funny. I uh were you the one that had the creepy clown picture as a oh kid? Oh my god, yes, I had the creepy clown picture. <laughs> Cuz I was going to say maybe it was that creepy clown picture in the corner that uh, Alex <laughs> Alex none of my family I don't think listens to this podcast anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you this right now. I found that fucking creepy clown picture. No shit. I found it and I bought it on eBay. <laughs> For real? I, I swear to you, it is right now, right over there in the hallway, still completely wrapped in the eBay shit. And I'm taking it to my mom's house on Christmas and I'm giving it back to my mom. And having her open it up on Christmas. But like Mandy was like, we're not opening that in the house. (laughs) I was like, no, you're right. We're not. So it stayed stayed wrapped this entire time. Yeah. Dude, I bought it like last spring. It's been sitting here since. (laughs) That's diabolical. I like that. Yes. That's great. Uh, well, once you get done with it, I got a buddy that's terrified of clowns. I, I'd love to wait once they get done with it. If they uh, don't want it, I know what I, I could do with it. Oh, he's going to sure kill me. Not going to want it. 
Yeah. I'll just put it up in his house somewhere when he's not, when I go over there and he's not paying attention. <laughs> just be walking by like, who the what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. All right. So the boogeyman. Here's all right. So we're trying to survive the boogeyman. And here's what's crazy. I, I, when I was diving into this, the boogeyman is so vast of a term that it's kind of hard to nail down one boogeyman at the same time. It's wild that just about, I mean, I would, I would say it's safe to say every culture has some form or another of the boogeyman. And, and it's all used the same way. That's what's crazy. Like the first time the boogeyman was actually mentioned ever was now written. They theorize that it it had been around for years, years before this, but just 1500. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, if parents were doing it, well, we'll get into that. But the first time it was ever, they ever saw it was in the 1500s was the first time they saw it written. And basically, you know, it was like mentioned as a, like a hobgoblin, mm. which we talked about goblins and which goblins are part of fairies and leprechauns and all that shit from last year. Yeah. So here's right. course two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how I keep getting the fairy ones. Um, and and I, I sincerely mean this like every culture has some kind of way and it it would take us a whole podcast just on like i mean like podcast soberless boogeyman episode one like it would take us a whole season to go through all the different boogeymen and really break them down just because they're they're in like i said they're just so vast but the gist of them is that they are some kind of deity that will prey on children And it's a way for parents to scare children to be a certain way. And like, basically don't be lazy. Don't be bad. Mind your parents, you know, summer don't go out in the woods after dark. Uh, Don't do this. Don't go over there. Basically just mind your parents. Now, some of them actually, it doesn't matter. They're not just towards children. They're towards everybody. One of the kind of renditions that I thought was interesting, and I'll give you a couple of them uh, before we start getting into the different cultural ones. I'm going to give you a brief history lesson of one uh, or a couple, but I thought the interesting ones were a a lot of the English speaking countries, the boogeyman tends to be long, slender, darkly dressed, long fingernails, like claws, that kind of thing. But then you got like more like the thin man. Yes. Yes. And like here in America, let's start home. Like here in America, ours is always like the the creature underneath your bed or the creature in the closet, right? Yeah. And even in <laughs> Oh yeah, that just it, that just reminded me of something. Um so in the south, the south, uh it, it's not just called the boogeyman, it could also be called the booger man. Which I thought was like that sounds like some mm-hmm. asshole like d- just didn't hear boogie right and they go all right so there's this booger man right there's a booger um, man over there on the east yeah. side right but yeah. what about the so, Babadook? see I I didn't even get into Babadook on any of this that's funny but I would assume he is 
Uh, I, I actually thought about that in the car when I was researching all this stuff. Um, but yeah, like the South has the booger man, the Midwest. So basically the South would do it basically don't play after dark. That seemed to be the continuous thing for people living in the South to tell their kids about the boogeyman in the Midwest. Uh, they said the, they would, uh, the boogeyman would come by and scratch windows. Mm. So I guess like trees would do it. Now here's one I thought was funny in Iowa. The booger, the boogeyman was also called the corn stalker. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that is a weird ass term to call a boogeyman. The corn stalker. Like he, does he stalk corn or is he in the corn stocking? Like, I don't know. There's that Stephen King novel where you go in the corn and you never come back. Dude, he's um, probably like the scarecrow. You know, it's those uh Yeah. What was that what was that movie where the fucking scarecrow came out of the corn and started fucking killing people? Jeepers Creepers? Yes. Iowa loves that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Corn stalker, man, I'm telling you. Uh, and then uh, the northwest it, it can even appear as just gray fog which is another stephen king like the fog yeah um i feel like he's just taking all the boogeyman things and running with it uh why not
so that's kind of the, the American boogeyman men. Uh, now, some people think so. Some people think in like Europe. Sorry, man, this beer is heavy on my gut. Um, I keep ha- I'm like, I'm not breathing heavy because I'm out of breath. I'm breathing because I'm like, oh, okay, shouldn't ate so much and drink so much all at the same time. All right. The, the boogeyman or the bogeyman. Um, oh, I'm saying that wrong. What is it? Oh, damn it. The buggy man. That's what it is. I can't read my own handwriting. So the buggy man in Europe during the Black Plague was the guy who would drive the buggies and go, bring out your dead. And uh. people would come out and just throw it. So, But these guys would look horrific because they they were around the dead the dead during the plague so they themselves usually were sickly so they're malnourished they usually had sunken cheekbones and sunken eyes dark like you know just rings around their faces yeah. boils like just terrible stuff so a lot of them because they looked so horrendous would wear hoods and black cloaks and stuff like that yeah so they that's where they think like the boogeyman started to like get that kind of picture was actually because of your Europe during the black plague, uh, the boogeyman, the boogeyman, as you're going to notice as I'm going to go through some of these, uh, all of them, just about all of them. Like I said, they go after children and there's a re- recurring theme. It's usually they're either going to a kidnap the kid mm. and bring him back or kidnap the kid, then eat them. Oh, like Krampus. Or like, so Krampus is actually considered a type of boogeyman. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. So he eats them and that's the end of that. Or they will teach him some sort of lesson. And they are, and like I said, the black cloaked and all that, that's like I said, that's more English speaking countries because there are some other ones that do not look that way at all uh there's one called the baba yaga uh i think this one was in croatia it looked more like a witch like old older woman giant nose warts uh she would carry a bag and would reach in and uh grab children and take them back to her cave and then essentially eat them or she could even reach through the ceiling like like materialize and come down and grab a kid and yank him up, throw him in the bag. Damn. Now, because she could do that, they also theorize some people think that boogeymen are spirits. Oh they're not a physical thing. Yeah. Now you gotta think about that. So I'm built giving you all the stuff to like think about like how are you gonna fight this thing? Now we're on the spirit realm of things, right? That's what they also. That is what they called uh, John Wick, Baba Yaga. Is it real? Was this like the third John Wick? No, that's the very first one. Was it? Okay. Yeah, because it was the Russian um, guy. Oh yeah, I'm about yeah. to read back. I like I like. Okay, here's what's funny is I was researching all this by like you know hitting Google. Number one, I found some new things out. One, I didn't know there were so many damn pictures of John Wick. Because I'd be like, how do you get rid of the boogeyman? And then all of a sudden, it was like, 
John Wick, John Wick. I'm like, what does John Wick have to do with the fucking <laughs> boogeyman? Right. Well, now you know. And then I found out there was also a wrestler in WWF or E or whatever the hell it is today called Boogeyman. Oh, yeah. So every time I'd like Google or try to like just see what people's theories were about how to get rid of it or what weaknesses and strengths are. Next thing you know, I'm watching a YouTube video of this dude jumping off the third rope landing on somebody i'm like all right this is not what i'm looking for but i'll take some pointers uh you know what else the (laughs) boogeyman and wwe was good for what eating earthworms (laughs) yeah he would carry a bag of earthworms out to the ring with him and then right before they would start their match he would take a big handful of them and shove them down his throat and like and like and be like they'd be like crawling out of his mouth as they start the match that's one way to get into the head of the guy you're wrestling against yeah no kidding that's uh that's performance art is what that is (laughs) uh i I didn't watch too many of that because i was like all right man i gotta get on point here right Uh, I, I did almost forget too. Some boogeymen are actually there to help protect the children. I oh, do want to wow. preference okay. that too. So there is differences. And I'll tell you my theories at the end of I once we kind of go through a bunch of these. So yeah. So we talked about the witch in Croatia. Then there's the I'm gonna butcher some of these. The Tata Duede. Let's go with that. I also didn't write the actual name. I wrote phonetically what it sounded like to me yeah. when the guy was saying it or whatever I could read. Uh, Tata Duete. 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 I think it was a T, actually. Uh, Latin America. Uh, it was actually, it found its roots in Maya, in, in the Mayans. I'm sorry. Uh, so this guy was a little bit shorter. He had backwards feet and missing thumbs. Oh, shit. Yes. And because of. Him no wonder missing. he was so angry. <laughs> I know. He's just like, how this is what makes us evolved. Our thumbs. Right. I don't fucking have any. <laughs> right. He's uh, jealous of fucking raccoons. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, backwards feet alone, which I I've wrapped my brain around this on the toilet earlier of like, what do you mean? Are they backwards as in like they're pointing like the toes are pointing like backwards? Like yeah. his foot goes down and backwards. Or is it his toes connect to his shin and then the heel is what's up front? (laughs) (laughs) And and I wrapped my brain around that for way too long. And I was like, I should probably stop thinking about this and work on this research. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so... I would feel like it would be just regular looking feet, but only facing backwards instead of frontwards. That's probably it. But the idea of having toes underneath your shins made me laugh for some reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And you could just slap people with your heel that's on the end. Uh, (laughs) That would be a weapon, though, man. Dude, I'm telling dude, he could just beat the shit out of people. He would be one hell of a kicker in the NFL. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> fuck that. He's he's going to the World Cup, baby. Uh it's Latin America. They don't play football. They play football. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Um You were so, struggling, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm so gassy. <laughs> uh, 
the I boogeyman like, boogeyman's in your stomach <laughs> yeah dude yeah i'm gonna fight him with antacids here in a little bit um <laughs> that's uh oh god damn it i was uh, that's that's old people holy water is what that is yeah, it is. <laughs> actually i was trying to think of, oh old people sage that's what i was trying to go with uh so yeah so him with his backwards feet missing thumbs i don't know why he's not more fixed in on feet you think he would be but he actually will steal children and bite their thumbs off oh yeah because he's jealous yeah yeah so so like if you're a bad kid in the kind of the central america um this guy will come by bite your thumbs off and turn your feet backwards. Uh, oh. I made that last one up, but sounds right. You won't um, be gaming no more after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one, actually. Like <laughs> you start telling kids that, like you better stop, or Tata Dueta is going to come by and rip your thumbs off. You won't be able to play Fortnite anymore. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> um, all right. So let's jump on the other side of the world. Japan. Oh yeah. This one is Nama Namahagai. Gay? Namahagai. Um it is more of like a demon entity, uh sharp fangs, that kind of thing. Uh but this goes after disobedient kids or kids that are lazy or kids that cry too much. Which I thought was interesting. Like it's it's a little fun. Like some of these are a little bit of a reflection of the society a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see that because I'm like, I, none of them else mentioned crying too much. I'm like, but it's like, you know, you want to be proper and like whatever. Uh, but they, this deity will literally go out into the streets and yell, uh, are there any crybabies? <laughs> Dude, I did not know that. Uh, Japan was so anti-crying. <laughs> I guess I. Uh, I just know it's a little bit more of a. I don't want to say stringent culture, but like it's like there are there's more formalities, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I feel like when doing that, like you know, you want your kids to be a certain way, to do certain, you know, that kind of things. And I feel like this is me just guesstimating. By the way, I don't know for sure. In case anyone listens to this and like, all right, man, let me tell you where you're fucking wrong and you're an idiot. Um, but <laughs> if I had yeah. to guess, right, or I get some fucking, <laughs> I get some call by some news station, like, what is going on on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> I know we're not, we're never that big. But if it ever happens and people go back in here and they listen to this shit, they're like, all right, so what did you mean when you said that? Japanese people's culture are more. For- I'm like, God damn it! Like yeah. they're more formal than ours. Like we don't even say yes sir, no sir anymore. We right. just tell each other to fuck off, and that's it. Right. Um, but yeah, so the Japanese uh, boogeyman yells out, uh, you know, are there any crybabies? And I guess if you go, yeah, I'm a crybaby, they'll come and get you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, uh, there's also another one. Uh, Ooh, it's in the Mediterranean, East Mediterranean. And it's called uh, Nora Nero. Uh, also draped in very dark garments. I don't know why I even brought him up. I don't have very much stuff on him, apparently. Um, 
there's one that was actually in Caribbean lore that I thought was cool. It's called the Jombie, which Ooh. I feel like I've heard before. Yeah. Uh, the Jombie. Uh, it's similar to a ghost or an apparition, like a dark. It's more of like a dark shadow. Uh, but this thing will attack anybody. Uh, now, some of these, like I think the Jumbie and a couple other ones, uh, you know, they all go after children. But the other thing they get, they sense is guilt. That's why they can go off after everybody. So if you feel guilty or have regret, I guess they will go after you and then eat you, take you, you know, take you away, yada yada yada, that kind of thing. Mm, okay. uh, Here's a couple more of the more interesting ones. The Babalas from Greece is a cannibal. He'll eat children. There's one from Egypt. Oh, my God. I'm going to tear this one up. You ready? Yeah. Abu Riklimos Luca. Abu Riklimos Luca. Yeah. Uh, that is someone that has been burned or has a skin leg. And the story of this guy is uh, he lost... Like he got his leg burned or his whole body burned as a kid from not listening. And he will um, essentially, if you don't do what you're supposed to be told, he will grab kids in the middle of the night and cook them um, and then eat them. Damn. Uh, now, here's one that has a little bit more of a hat. It's like a weird, happy ending. Okay. This is in the Indonesia. Okay. This one's called We're Combell. If I'm saying that right, uh, he um, seeks revenge on parents if they abuse kids. Now, here's how he they he gets. So this is like one of the helper ones. Like so, he will go out and take the kids away from abusive parents. Right. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Here's He's where like it gets social services. Yeah, he's social services, but here's the <laughs> fucked up thing because the kids also don't want to be abused, I guess, but they right. w- are trying to be good. And this is where it also it's worrisome for kids because if the kids get picked up by him, uh, the, he's kidnapped and he'll kidnap them until the parents learn a lesson or like after a year. But during that time, the kids are forced to eat feces oh, to stay alive. God. Yeah, then no. No. <laughs> yeah. So kids are like, no, nah, fuck that. I yeah. got good parents. They're not abusive. Yeah, I got a black eye, but it's fine. I don't want to eat shit for a year. <laughs> I fell down the steps, I swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, let's see. There's uh, there's one in Panama, the Le Tuvia. Uh, sh- this is more of a ghost. It's a woman who... Uh, was punished by God because she drowned her kid. And then she basically goes out looking for her child the whole time. And then she'll grab children and take them back thinking it's her children. Because mm. uh, that's the only way I guess her curse can set, be set free. Yeah. Um, there's a Kaka or Gaga in the Malta area. It's a slimy creature that roams at night. Um, it could smell someone's guilt. The there's one in the Philippines. This one's cool. This this guy will take his own fucking head off and then eat children by shoving them down into the open hole in his neck where his head used to be and then pop his head back on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot about this one. Here's a weird one. You ready? 
in Hungary, there's one called Res Resfazubagoli. Mm-hmm. It is a giant owl with a copper penis. <laughs> That's so specific. Yeah, I'm like, why is that even needed? Yeah. Why? That's so fucked up. Maybe it's one that gets everybody because who's not afraid? It literally, it was a giant owl with a penis made of copper. Um, Do they explain that at all? Uh, I mean, I didn't get that far into it. It just was the description. I was like, <laughs> that might be another podcast. But I'm yeah. like, what's the what's the copper penis for? Yeah. yeah. Why? I, I mean, that alone scares me. I'll be good. We Fuck might that. have to do a whole episode on the significance of different penises and different lore. <laughs> this is going to sound real weird, but there's a guy I work with that loves to research animal penises and <laughs> he would be a great person to get on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't believe him until I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, like snails will, shoot their penis out of their forehead and stab it into the head of another snail. I'm like, what? And he goes, then it breaks off. I'm like, so you, what? then I was like, all right, I believe you. So you just sit around and research animal penises. It's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. <laughs> all right. Thank you for the fucking history botanica of animal penises. Yeah. Um, can't wait to have him on the podcast. I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so there was uh, one of the last ones. So, yeah, we talked about Krampus, you know, and then we also, there's also in Iceland, there's a female troll that also steals kids. Uh, similar as before, her favorite meal is kids' soup, essentially. And she has 13 sons who are all fucking Santa Claus in Iceland. So she's the boogeyman, and then she has like Santa Claus as her sons. Yeah. And if I remember right, uh, they have to like sit like uh, offerings to her, like on their windowsill, yep. to keep her from coming in the house and and uh, kidnapping them as kids. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we hit on that with the Christmas episode a while yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, so it's just funny that it came like full circle. Uh, now I do got to tell you about one weird ass MFR, uh, who a lot of people describe. I've actually here's the other weird route that this whole thing went down. I went from spiritual and lore, folklore, boogeymen, and then I went to people going. These were the real life boogeymen. Oh, okay. Uh, there's the boogeyman of like uh, New Jersey or. I can't remember what they call it, Long Island or something like that. I didn't really do too much on him. I just vaguely saw him. So he was like a serial killer, essentially. But the one that I kept seeing brought up was a guy named Albert Fish, early 1800s. And they they called him the real-life boogeyman because he murdered and ate four kids for sure. And he got caught because he basically wrote a letter to one of their mothers describing exactly what he did. Oh uh, like who the fuck does that Yeah. on top of all that? Like what a double fucking psycho. Um, but once he got caught, he actually confessed that he actually has killed and eaten 108 
actually 104 children and four people. So 108 people. Wow. But they can only confirm like four to five. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about the 1800s. So it's. Yeah. Yeah. He also said he could, he said he boasted that he's actually had, he's actually killed and eaten two children per every state. Like in every state. Let me put it that way. Like he's been to every state and ate someone from there. Yeah. Like, kind of get the flavor of the territory. Yeah. Like, you know, the old people that have been to like every Cracker Barrel? (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly that's a, that's what this fucking asshole did, but with murder and eating people and cannibalism. Oh my god! <laughs> like, well, you know, Tennessee was tasty, but whoo, Georgia's got it. Mm. Something about that fat ring. Yeah. Uh, hot damn. So yeah, so he was a real life one. Uh, terrible person got electrocuted, as he should. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people think that in the late 18 early 1900s uh albert fish's spirit is what became the boogeyman because he still went out on the prowl to hunt and eat children oh yeah especially when you die via electric chair how many horror movies do i have to see where they before they quit using the freaking electric chair you know all it does is spark their soul into some inanimate object or something yeah every time yeah I mean, fuck, look at Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters, fucking Chucky. That's what happened with him. Yep. Well, fuck, man. Uh, I mean, not really. I was about to say The Fallen, but they used the gas chamber on that dude. Uh, anyway, so the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it, it kind of boils down to this. I mean, it depends on like this is what I'm having trouble with about deciphering how to survive this fucking guy because there's so many and they all look different. Some are tall and slender. Some are short and fat. Someone has backwards feet. Some are slimy. Some smell like shit. Some have horns like the devil. Um, Like it's just so all over the place. So it definitely depends on a, where you're at. Okay. Now a couple of things I saw, like let's say we're in America and we're dealing with an American boogeyman um you know one of the things that they all say is be an obedient uh you know they they come after children as long as they're they're disobedient right and it's always at night um so like the one thing i would say one I i want a lawyer or something real quick technically we are all children of someone else so you would think boogeymen would come after everybody yes throwing throwing that out there yes. yeah like but it also makes me go but what if your parents are in fucking sane and you're the sane one like not everybody has great adulting parents right right so like if you're disobedient they still come after them like that's another thing but yeah um but some of the fun things i heard about how to get rid of the boogeyman which side note uh, holy shit, when you look up how to get rid of the boogeyman, it'll also pull up a bunch of child psychology websites about how to deal with kids <laughs> with night terrors and fears and like afraid of the dark and shit like that. I'm yeah. like, that's not what I'm looking for, homie. I'm looking for amulets and sage and holy water and salt. 
uh, you know, all that kind of shit. It would right? be fun to have a psychologist on the episode one time, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, one time. Fuck. I'd like to have him here all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, <laughs> we, got, we got some shit to work out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I feel like we just need someone's clinical view sometimes just yeah. to go like either like you all are nailing it or you all are way fucking off <laughs> which is probably going to be closer to the truth
So the American Boogeyman, I would say, which I thought one was the Boogeyman only comes out at night. So actually lights are your friend. So if you're trying to survive a Boogeyman attack, turn the lights on. Yes. They can't survive in the light. They are spirits, entities. They only can really survive in the dark. So that's your number one. Now, as we all know in every horror movie, uh, they can turn that shit off. Uh, you, know, you light a candle, it flickers out, that kind of thing. Uh, I'll tell you one that I thought was funny that I was like, that's kind of genius because a lot of American boogeymen are underneath the bed and someone goes, well, just fucking saw the legs of the bed off. So there's no room between the floor and the bed. I was like, fuck, that's genius. Yeah. So be just lay your shit on the ground. Don't put it on a bed frame. Problem solved. There's nothing underneath your bed. Or get one of those Ikea beds that's like a platform bed that has like drawers underneath it or just lays flat already on the ground anyways. Yeah. Or just do like I did through most of my mid to late 20s and just have a mattress on the ground. Amen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now. (laughs) Yeah, dude, we've all done it. Uh there was definitely no boogeyman, and I guarantee you one was not going to be coming out of the sheets then because they'd be like, oh, my God, dude, you know what's under there? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like eight beer cans and two used condoms. This is disgusting. It uh, is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the other thing, like, you know, it seems like a lot of them can, you know, can tell if you're disobedient and you have guilt so honestly, if you just don't feel guilty, like if you're a social or psychopath, you've got it made because you don't ever have to worry about a boogeyman because you don't feel guilty or afraid of shit. You're like, right. I, I don't fucking care because they thrive on fear. Mm. So if you if you sit there and worry about it, they're going to be more likely to come and get you. What if you're just a confident person? Hey, I'm just giving you like the top the top contenders. Yeah. The the first draft picks for my war against boogeyman would be those two. But yeah, no, if you're confident and you're just like, I ain't scared, now nah, they're good. Yeah. Okay. They ain't gonna fuck with you. So um, so psychopath, sociopath, confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then college bro underneath that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fraternity brother <laughs> yeah yeah right um <laughs> i'm trying to think uh what else was a part of that oh so here's here's where it can get complicated is figuring out so let's say you do all that he still shows up well now you got to figure out what type of fucking boogeyman you're dealing with because if he's a boogeyman like a hobgoblin like if you speak in english and he's a hobgoblin, that means you got to use some kind of like fey or leprechaun kind of shit where you can throw salt or sugar at him. He's got to sit there and count it. You can run away. You can nail him with the iron. Boom. Uh, You know, definitely hurt the motherfucker. You know, so, you know, if you want to be confident and keep a lead or an iron pipe right next to your bed, um, I guess that could help. Alex. Yeah. Is the elf on a shelf a boogeyman? Ooh. Could be. Maybe it's a good boogeyman. 
I don't know. I think he's I think he's the boogeyman because he's yeah. he's there at night. He's always moving around at night. He's watching all these kids, and you have to and you have to be obedient. Otherwise, the elf on the shelf is going to fuck you up. Yeah, uh, you might not be wrong on that. Elf <laughs> on the shelf is the boogeyman. <laughs> like he looks all sweet and innocent there, but. Yeah. Piss him off and see what happens. Right. Right. I don't know. Those things never really settle well with me anyway. Because yeah. anything that's like eyes open, big cheesy smile, I'm like, mm-hmm. you're just waiting for me to close my yeah. eyes. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's giving uh, some kind of a personification for the spirit that is the boogeyman and spirit speaking of spiritual boogeyman you think that boogeyman could also just be a misconception of gin i thought that i actually had that thought uh run through my brain it's we don't understand it as uh the as some people understand the gin and yeah no totally they could just be gin that are oh malevolent yeah, especially since like every culture throughout the whole planet has a form of the boogeyman. As soon as you told yeah. me that, that was immediately what I thought was, oh fuck, they they might be gin. Yeah, we're just calling them the wrong thing. Yeah, like because I, yeah, we just like we we have to try and mentally, you know, mentally categorize it as something that we can fucking think of, you know, and yeah. And we don't, as most cultures don't know about the gin. Like I didn't know about it until we started talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, not that depth. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, if, if those types of spirit of gins existed and are on this planet and they're everywhere, then each culture is dealing with these things and they're trying to somehow come to terms with that then yeah, they're all going to have different names in different places, and it's a fucking boogeyman for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, you're you're totally right, and that's the fact that no one's calling it the same thing. That I, it's definitely weighing to that favor of like their gin, because also we didn't start naming these damn things till like the 1500s. The boogeyman, right, or bogeyman is what I think what it originally. I can't remember what it actually stood for, but. Uh, so, you know, before then they were just entities and the people that knew the name for them would call them the gin. No. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's the other part is figuring out what that, that's the hard part. That's where, that's, what's going to get you eaten, get your thumbs eaten off, get a broom handle shoved up your ass or whatever the hell they do yeah, or copper shoved, penis shoved down a neck <laughs> yeah shoved down a neck thrown in a bag and dragged off somewhere right. um you know whatever the weird shit they do right have um, some dude which, crawl into a, a squared circle eating earthworms <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh but i mean hey, to to your point of the gin though they all seem to take the the kids or people back to somewhere right and then if they took them and these are a lot of them think they're spirits 
and so are jinn and they could take them to that other realm where the jinns live it can yeah. bounce back and forth so there is some argument to that for sure yeah. uh but so you basically got to deal with the jinn as you have we've talked in the past if you if it's a jinn go back to the how to survive jinn part of this encyclopedia book that is soberless thoughts and uh look at b1 episode something something and uh <laughs> yeah uh, if you're new to serverless thoughts we definitely have a how to survive gen episode yes check it out so that's how you do that uh, i've also talked about how to survive fey or leprechauns same era go back and check that out but to refresh you once again you can do iron sugar to get away that kind of thing yeah. if it's a spirit you know you got to use you know maybe sage maybe some salt uh iron if you're you know all that shit you see in supernatural um <laughs> i didn't really research that it was more or less just kind of a don't be a good kid be a good person don't weigh guilt uh and if it's something freaks you out basically it also said that every time you feel a cold chill or someone's watching you or you have even a fucked up thought that might be the boogeyman because it could be the spirit toying with you and then, you know, turn on, you know, your, uh, you know, like lights and all that, which I have to say, I feel like if boogeyman have ever fucked with me, the one time I remember for whatever reason, I went and watched paranormal activity Yeah, and I pretty sure it was at like a movie tavern where you could like have a couple beers and watch this shit while well, I was like watching it and intensely watching this thing. And I remember like, you know, that whole movie, just little shit moves and you're on edge the whole time and you're constantly waiting for something to jump up um, and like scare you. And I remember like coming home to an empty apartment because <laughs> me and my ex had just broken up and we yeah. were still living together so I'm in this apartment, this giant apartment by myself, and I've got like all the lights on and I'm still on edge and I'm waiting for something to happen. And then I think I've said this on here and then I went, fuck it. And I went over there and I grabbed like a couple beers and a bottle of whiskey and I like, <laughs> like chugged a beer, took a shot, opened the second beer, took a shot, sipped it, sat back and goes. And then I just laid back on the couch and and I'm not shitting you. I did this. I then I yelled, bring it on, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was so on edge. Like, and yeah. I felt like if the boogeyman was fucking with me, it's because I was sitting there, I was I I was on edge, and I guess you could call me fearful, but I was just anticipating something to shock yeah. me. So yeah. I was like, all You're right, almost- I gotta you're almost feeding it energy by doing yeah. that. Yeah. So I counteracted it by yeah, getting shit faced. Right. And then I was like, all right, bring it on, bitch. Uh, so that's how I fight the boogeyman. Yeah. That's uh, probably what we'll be doing on our Halloween episode. We'll get drunk that's right. and we'll be like, bring it on, bitch. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm hoping with <laughs> uh if it's where I'm hoping that we might be able to get to, uh, it'd be good to get some lawn chairs and a tent, and this will be a very interesting night. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
One more thing. Do you think that uh, Bobby Boucher's mom would be good at fighting the boogeyman? <laughs> because she knows <laughs> it's the devil and everything. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, all right. Because she can tackle his ass? Like, I was sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah. No, she would, because she's like, that's the devil. Right. Like, she would never let something get into her house that was not wholesome. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we That's how we fight uh, the boogeyman. So we bring along Baba Boucher's mama. <laughs> <laughs> she's our scout. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Alex... Uh, the question at the end of each one of these how to survive episodes do you think that you would survive the boogeyman not only do i think i would i think i'd have uh because i just told you my story um but i think yeah because i mean mainly one we're we're not children um and but even as a kid i have definitely felt that fear but i was never uh, you know, like throwing in a bag and taking off somewhere and have my thumbs bitten off. Um, but confidence, like as long yeah. as you don't freak out, yeah. that's the key. I think that's the real key because if you feed it fear, it will take you. Yes. So I, as long as you don't feed it that fear and I feel like I've always been pretty good at like bringing that down. So I think I could. I think uh I think I might have been taken when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I think I was taken and then I was brought back. Mm -hmm. I ate I ate my uh <laughs> feces. My feces, my large pile of feces until my parents were like, you know, better people and then yeah. they brought, and then they brought me back. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah. No, I and, hear you. And I thought and then when I was brought back it was you know, a hoodie on the back of a fucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I've also seen that where you see the figure in the dark and you just sit there and stare at it. And I'm like, fuck. See, here's my thing. I get to a point where I get tired of being freaked out yeah. and I look at shit like that. I'm like, just fucking do something. You yeah. pussy. Like, I just. Yeah. My uh, one of my fr I told one of my friends about that story about the hoodie on the back of the vacuum cleaner one time, and he told me a story about how pretty much the exact same thing happened to him, except it was like a uh, like a coat rack, like a small coat rack or something, or a, a yeah. coat hanger thing. And anyways, uh, he was sleeping on a couch, and he saw it over there in a the corner, and it looked like a man standing in the corner like staring at him and he was like oh not today and goes like sprinting over there and like goes like spear the fucking dude that's like he's gonna fight him and yeah. just like spears himself into the corner of the wall Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like put a big dent in the drywall and all this other shit. <laughs> and then his parents are like come down and like flip on the lights and apparently he was like had been drinking or something he was like 16 so he was 
under the influence. And uh, yeah, his parents come running down and like flip on the lights and like, what the fuck's going on? And, like, so now he can see because the lights are on and he's got like this like bundle of coat like wrapped up in his arms that he's like punching. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> My, there might have been something other than alcohol in the system. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So me i think uh i think i'm confident man especially yeah. now especially now as an adult uh there's been several times where i just had like the hair stick up on the back of my neck and I was home alone or something was like oh like like i've got the feeling like something's yeah, yeah. staring at me you know and uh but i've never let it completely take over yeah that's the key that's yeah. the key. Yeah. I just walk around the house with my fully loaded 50 caliber machine gun. <laughs> Bring it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, next week, we will be talking about how to survive a possession. Hmm. Yep. Yes a possession um alex where can people find us on social media you can find us on all the social medias that is facebook at serverless thoughts don't forget at uh instagram also serverless thoughts and we all are we are on the twitterverse at think serverless uh you can also email us directly that means directly to us we will get exactly your words in our ear holes and that can be about anything you can tell us about a drink you want to tell us about some weird shit you want to tell us about something we want should do you tell us if you thought something was stupid as fuck, either way, we'll look at it. We'll read it. We'll digest it. Uh, so you have direct access to us. But don't forget, most importantly, you can find us on all things podcast related, whether it either be uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can find your iTunes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share all things serverless thoughts and comment. I always forget that one. Comment. Turn on your notifications. <laughs> yes yeah and and word of mouth let people know uh hey soberless thoughts check it out it's a podcast couple yeah. of guys talk about stuff <laughs> <laughs> there's no other podcast out there like actually you know what there's i'm you know i'm gonna right now i'm gonna say it. fuck you to the other podcasts that have started since we've been doing this where they have a drink and they spotlight some fucking drink and then they talk about some other shit unrelated to the drink that they drank at the beginning of the fucking podcast and then they call it some other bullshit and what it is is actually soberless thoughts because we had yes. this shit out first and now there's a number of podcasts out that are like ours but we were the first to fucking do it no shit i didn't hear of anybody now it's like everybody and their fucking mother come up with this shit yeah so uh so fuck you and listen to soberless thoughts and you know what you need to do next time you find yourself in that motherfucking skillet you need to stay cheesy keep it greasy and flip the fuck on out yeah boy the beast lives out of the raging storm in the dead of night the ravenous blood sick creature searches for its sacrifice through the hideous darkness it lurches 